Welcome back everybody, this is Eric here with Iraq Veteran 8888. Today I've got another gun gripe episode for you, and I've got a special guest today. This is Tim, Military Arms Channel, and, and all of his jolly green giant glory here. <laughs> um, so we're going to be uh, talking today, uh, today's gun gripe is reasonable restrictions. And I know that term gets thrown around a lot. Uh, it's, it's one of those weird things that... Uh, that we that we always hear getting thrown around by the uh, the anti gunners and and the pro gunners and, and the pro gunners yeah. and and that's a scary thing but uh, you know let's talk a little bit about that so I mean what why is that such a random thing to say when we talk reasonable restrictions I mean right. define reasonable right so that's just it it's, it's kind of a nebulous term that that's been thrown around so much and we even had a Supreme Court case you know Heller versus DC where it was a landmark decision that had both good and bad implications. All right? So one of the positive things about that case was the fact that it was decided that uh, the Second Amendment does, in fact, protect an individual right. No longer was this collective right argument valid. All right, so that's it a decided win. That. It's a win. Boom. But then Scalia went and wrote the opinion that the Second Amendment uh, and rights in general are subject to reasonable restrictions. What lawyer would use such terminology that was so nebulous that's boundless, li literally quite boundless, who would use that type of terminology? And, and like you said, we hear the anti-gunner saying, we just want reasonable restrictions. That's all we want. We don't want to take all your guns. We just want reasonable restrictions. It's a complete lie because they've been caught. We have the, the March for Your Lives, um, uh, uh, that chick in D.C., the, the blonde-haired girl. for gun safety the, and then the, what, the well, no, no, but demand they just, action. I'm just talking about that. the recent March, the oh, March for yeah, Your Lives yeah, thing. Yeah. They had the blonde girl, I forget her name, um, but she said it quite boldly right there in, in the National Mall. We want... It's you give nice us an gave us the, we will take that It was mile. nice that we, you gave us the bump stocks. It's nice that those got taken away, but you give us an inch and we're taking a mile. We want them all. She said it, but before that, 1994, Diane Feinstein said the exact same thing. If I had 51 votes in the Senate, Mr. and Mrs. America, I'd round them all up. Well, she's changed her tune because all she wants now is reasonable restrictions. Yeah. I, I don't really want to come for your gun. See, the poor teenage girl in D.C. hadn't been read in yet. She hadn't been taught yet. You can't really be honest with the gun owners. You can't tell them that you want them all. You lie to them, and you just say you just want reasonable restrictions. Right. Right? And so then we can just nip and, and pick away a little bit at a time well. and, until we finally <laughs> win our battle here, which is ultimately complete disarmament. Who gets to choose what is reasonable and what isn't. So right. if you ask somebody on the anti-gun crowd, oh, well, what's reasonable? Well, reasonable is we run them all through wood chipper until they're all gone. All right, that's reasonable. They're no longer, they no longer exist, right? That's reasonable. But a guy like us, I mean, we're absolutely zero compromise. I mean, I, I'm a zero compromise kind of guy when it comes to my rights because they're my dang rights. I'm not going to tell somebody, oh, well, your First Amendment, your freedom of speech, Oh, well, um, I think we need reasonable restrictions on, on what you say. There are people that's that will a, argue that. That's though. offensive. You shouldn't say that. Uh, or, you know, or you shouldn't think that way. That, that's, that's scary thinking. You shouldn't be, you know, having that type of opinion on a certain matter. You know, we are the only group of people that get drugged through the mud when it comes to this type of thing. The Second Amendment community is constantly drugged through the mud. We're constantly made out to look like monsters. And... The bad thing about it is that the second uh, the 2A community, all right, we are the last group of people that would ever try to deprive anybody of their rights. If anything, our efforts are trying to empower other people to protect their families, protect their rights, uh, protect their, their neighborhoods and their, their, you know, <laughs> their friends and family and everybody, and just to be ambassadors to 
their rights and, and you know, explaining the importance of exercising your rights. And if anything, the 2A community empowers all people who are willing to listen to the way that we, you know, put these kind of things out. You know, we would never try to, to stifle anyone's freedom of speech. And we're the only group of people that gets treated that way. You know, right. you look at all the crap that's been going on social media. Zuckerberg's in trouble with Facebook because the government realizes, well, dang, you know, this is a, a social media megalodon that has this infinite voice that we can't control. Even the government realizes they can't control it. I don't so, think anything's going to happen when, there. Well, it may or may not, but that doesn't change the perception right. that when people look at YouTube, when they look at Facebook, they look at all these entities where, uh, you know, they obviously have some form of political agenda or some form of of leaning political arena that they kind of lean towards a certain area, well, well, then, yeah, after a while, you, you're going to be like, well, dang, they're really treating the conservative folks like crap. We would never turn around and try to, to take anything away from what anybody else is doing. But yet, here we are where, oh, well, you need to be reasonably restricted. So really, what's reasonable? Well, I think our you, cases, are unreasonable. you are unreasonable. It's the right now, it's, there's a discussion whether it's reasonable to kick us off YouTube. They don't like what we have to say, so they just want to kick us off. But yes, it's a private entity, and we can get into the arguments. I know we're going to see that in the comment section below. Well, it's private property and all this other stuff, but there's an argument to be made that they're monopolies. There isn't a competitor to YouTube or Facebook, and that they have become the new public square of freedom of speech. It could be argued both ways. I'm not making the point yeah, here. Yeah, I but mean, that's back not to really what's, what, yeah. But back anyway. to what's reasonable, you know, it's it's... It's horrible because we see the anti-gunners using this, and it's bled over into the pro-2A community, where when we saw the whole bump stock thing after Vegas, mm -hmm. the narrative was, and it's driven, again, NRA's right there saying that we think that anything that you know, simulates the fire of a machine gun, I'm paraphrasing, but it's still on their website, you know, should be restricted. And then we had you know, gun-owning Americans, sec supposedly hardcore pro-2A advocates saying, well, it's reasonable we give up bump stocks. That reasonable term it's getting reasonable. thrown around is a very, very bad deal. Right. You There's know, nothing reasonable. The word about reasonable it. when it comes to restricting someone's rights is the same type of it's it's the same wording as assault rifle, gun violence. You know, they attach this this action to an inanimate object, and by by default, they attach this need to restrict you. But they they use the word reasonable. So I mean. So if I misbehave and I'm a kid, right, and, I, and I'm, I'm acting up and my granny wants to spank me or something, right, well, is, is, oh, well, it's a reasonable spanking. Don't worry. I'm going to use a switch that's not super big. Just I'm going to break a branch off that's not really that big. It's a reasonably sized branch. I mean, well, the, end, the end harm, the end, the end you know, <laughs> uh, travesty that, that occurs to us is the same thing. Right. It's just wrapped up in this pretty little word that make it sound like it's not bad, but it right. really is. But here, you know? it's it's this incremental death by a thousand paper cuts analogy, which is used quite a bit. Yes. So when you when you start using terms like reasonable restrictions, then that and especially when you have the Second Amendment community, what do we have here? Oh, what's this? Parkland student. Oh yeah. So this goes back to um, the the teenager. It was talking about calls for the confiscation of all semi-automatic firearms. So again, she'll be she'll be read in, um, and she'll be told you that can't just say happened, that. By the way, yeah, that's that's recent news. Um, she's going to be read in by you know Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Diane Feinstein and said, you, you, look, you can't really be honest with the gun owners. You, you got to lie to them. You got to say you just want reasonable restrictions. But 
getting back to my initial thought, you know, it's bled over into the pro 2A community where they're saying, yeah, you know, it's reasonable. So, you know, what if, what if one gun owner thinks, well, you know what, it's reasonable. We don't have 60 round drums we should just stick with 30 round magazines. But somebody else says, why 30? You know, let's, let's set it at 10. That seems reasonable. You don't need more than 10 rounds. Joaquin Jackson, board member of the NRA for years. You don't need more than five rounds if you're going to hunt. If you're a real man, you don't need more than five rounds in your gun. Is that how he talks? Well, yeah, that's that's my best. It, Google him. Google uh, Joaquin Jackson television interview, and you'll see his words. And um, he was advocating for, yeah. basically, you don't need more than five don't, rounds. Don't no kind of real man need but two shots in his gun. You just need a musket, son, or you're a woman. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, But that's a reasonable restriction in his mind. There is nothing reasonable about it. And when you, when you start talking about reasonable, we in the Second Amendment community have to understand that the anti-gunners are playing a long game. Okay? Their concept of reasonable restrictions is a strategy. And that is, is we're just going to take bits and pieces of your rights, and so in 100 years you have nothing left. And when we in the Second Amendment community buy into that nonsense and go, oh, it's reasonable to take bump stocks. It's reasonable to take away machine guns. It's reasonable to have limits on barrel length. It's reasonable to have, and it's not reasonable but we keep giving them, giving them those, those little bits and pieces, we're going to wake up in 50 or 100 years. I mean, it could be 20 years, the, and we have nothing the, left the, the, because the little, we gave up everything away because it was reasonable. The little mouse in the middle of the night is going to come by and take a little bitty piece of cake each night. And when you real, one day you're going to wake up, all the cake's going to be gone. Yep, and that each and bite is a reasonable restriction. Like, who took my cake? Right? Well. And that's what we have to avoid. And, and, and as a community... We have to start to control the narrative. We can't let the anti-gunners control the narrative. We can't let them sell to us that there is such a concept as a reasonable restriction on a basic human right. And we yeah. can't let them drive the narrative of, of gun violence. This gun is incapable of violence. It, this gun will do nothing. This gun is incapable of doing anything until I touch it or somebody else touches it. But yet you have people in the Second Amendment community that talk about gun violence well, you know. and how we deal with gun violence. There's no such thing. There is violence where firearms are used, but you take a look at a complete gun ban in London. They even want to restrict kitchen utensils, yet London just passed Chicago in violence. Well, violent <laughs> crime. This, this year, London has a higher violent crime rate than Chicago, Illinois, you know. which we jokingly call Chirac because I live right, right next to it. You go, to, you, go to, you go there at any time on a warm summer night and roll down the windows and you'll hear gangs shooting it out. You hear gunfire. I mean, anyway. It's funny that you mentioned, you know, driving the narrative or, or you know, c controlling the narrative. And the funny thing about the 2A side of the, of the situation, you know, the folks in the 2A community, is like, look, you know, I, I think controlling the narrative might even be like a strong bit of language in that case. I think, honestly, all we really want is just to open a fair playing field. We're not saying that the anti-gunners can't think the way they want to think or, or say what they want to say. All we want is for a fair chance to, to refute, kindly refute, uh, your opinion with our own. I mean, it, it's okay for everybody to have varying opinions, but I think that when you look at the entire situation for the reality that it is, and you look at it with a bit of logic, uh, eventually most people find that, that we are indeed right. You can't and have I think you, winning no over compromise. those people. You know? right. Yeah, we, there is we, no compromise, though. You have, to, you, have to, you have to realize that you can't compromise. And that's the problem, is that we have so many gun owners that are so willing to yeah. compromise and to belong to organizations that do nothing but compromise and then they get mad at us because we say you gotta stop because we're not gonna have anything left if you yeah. don't quit and what we need to do is start driving the narrative 
It's not a problem of gun ownership. There's more Americans now than 100 years ago with guns. There's more Americans, there's more guns in the hands of Americans, yet violent crime is down. But we have a 24-hour news cycle, and we all have, we're tied to cell phones. We have a constant information flowing our way. So we have this 24-hour news cycle that when something does happen bad with a firearm, it's pumped out over the news wires, and everybody's talking about it for days and days on end. And you're convinced that you're in imminent danger of walking outside in an AR-15, nobody required to pull the trigger, just AR-15 by itself. Gun violence is going to gun you down in your driveway. When the reality is, is you're more likely to win the lottery twice than you are to die by an AR-15. You can't, and you have to, we have to get the, the, the gun owners to understand that and stop buying into this narrative and stop using the narrative of the anti-gunners of things like reasonable restrictions or gun violence. Yeah, we need or to get assault everybody, weapons. That's right. the dumbest thing ever. We've got to get on the same page, guys, and we have to understand that there is no such thing as a reasonable restriction, and you've got to be no compromise. We've given Green. enough. We need more back. I agree. So There's also a separate part of this whole thing that I think really goes far into the whole concept of being complacent. I think that a lot of gun, gun owners, they don't necessarily mean bad. They don't, they don't mean a negative thing when, they go, when they're thinking about things that are going on in the 2A community. I think a big part of it is they just simply get complacent. Oh, well, we got a Republican-controlled uh, you know, Congress, can, you know, and all, all forms of government, Republican control, Republican president, everything like that. And you look at that and they go, oh, well, nothing will ever happen to us. We'll never lose a ride under a Republican-controlled uh, this and that. Oh, well, only Democrats would do that. If we had a, a, a Democrat-controlled uh, majority in the House, Senate, presidency, you know, all forums there, and, oh, what, was that to say that they would pass all the anti-gun legislation they could? Very well so, maybe. But, okay, so if the Republicans, and, and looking at it from this just two-sided situation, you're either over there or you're over here and here's the fence, if the Republicans are as awesome as everybody says they are, then why, if, if the Democrats are the evil anti-gun, you know, gunning for your rights people that we say they are, then why are the Republicans not passing every pro-gun piece uh, of legislation that's coming across their desk? Why are we not picking from pro-gun bills like ordering off Taco Bell menu? Right. And that's Why is that not happening? So if they are the, the, if the Democrats are the evil side that we're trying to, point the finger at, then why aren't the Republicans a knights in shining armor? They're not. Because they're both one and the same, and they're both doing the same thing, and we've right. got to stop this, this divisiveness of Democrat versus Republican. It's a much bigger argument than that, yeah. and this crosses, I mean, those boundaries. I don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat. I'm a libertarian, and we need to stop the, 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 the politics of all that because the Republicans have done more damage to our Second Amendment rights in my lifetime than the Democrats have. The worst thing the Democrats did was under Bill Clinton, and it expired after 10 years. But right. we, we went through eight years of Obama, and we had national tragedies during his administration, yet somehow we emerged without a new assault weapons ban, without anything happening, because gun owners were active. And we had this conversation in the car. Sure. Here's the sad reality. Right now, gun owners are complacent. They think, oh, well, the Republicans are going to save us, when in reality, a Republican gave us gun control act, uh, gave us a lot of the gun control acts. We had uh, Reagan, who gave us the 1986 machine gun ban. We had Bush 41. They gave us the 89 import ban. FOPA was backed by the NRA. I mean, and and the poison this, pill, they told Reagan to yeah. sign it. They would, they would fight it in court. They never lifted a finger to do so. The NRA's been responsible for a lot of this stuff. So you've got to stop with the thinking that you know it's Republican versus Democrat. It's not. We need to take control of the narrative, and we need to dig in our heels and become, become no compromise and, and propose solutions. Okay? Here's, here's the problem. Everybody wants to blame the gun for the violence, right? Well, no. 
there's violence and there's violence where guns are included, but there's much more violence where guns aren't being used. A lot of people out there seem to think that they're in an imminent danger of being gunned down by somebody wielding an AR-15, when the reality is, and you can look this up, it's on the FBI's website. There, every year there's less than 400 um, murders with a rifle of any type. Nationwide. Less than 400 people are killed by a rifle of any type. And of less, those less than 400, 3 to 5% of those may be of the AR-15 type. That means you're more likely to be struck by lightning. I mean, how than many, be shot how many by Americans? somebody wielding an AR-15. But we're convinced. So we got to stop and we got to take control of the narrative and say, look, it's not a, it's not a gun problem. Yeah. It's a violence problem. It's a social economic issue. There's problems within this country that's causing the violence, the drug trade that brings the violence with it. And until we address those issues that are really at the root of all the violence that America does deal with, and usually in our major cities, then we're never going to get past Stupid. I mean, and, and it's like, well, let's just take the gun away. <laughs> well, why are they still killing each other? Let's take knives away. Well, they're still killing each other. That's what's happening in London. Right. They keep taking stuff away. Now London surpasses Chicago in violent crime. But they've taken everything away. Well, they How is this also, possible? They also use this data to manipulate it in a way that drives their narrative. So more Americans are killed each year from heart disease and texting and driving and car accidents and drunk driving and, and suicides and all these random other causes that Americans die from. And you don't see everybody trying to go, oh, well, we need to ban cell phones because people text and drive and die. Or, oh, well, we, we have to, you know, uh, ban all of these pharmaceuticals and all these nasty crap that everybody's putting in their bodies because it's obviously killing people. Oh, no, 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 we can't do any of that. We have to look at this tiny little it, microcosm of death. You know, that is not even representative of how most Americans die every year anyway. It, it's right. just, it's an irrelevant data point. But here's, here's is there a double standard there, too. So where guns are always blamed for violence, we, so when Cecil the Lion was shot, who do we blame? Do we even know what type of rifle the dentist used? We don't, because they blamed the dentist. They blamed him for shooting Cecil the Lion, right? If I get into a car, a Corvette that's easily capable of exceeding every posted speed limit in the United States, and I go buy a bottle of Jack Daniels, and I go flying down the road at 140 miles an hour, and I hit a minivan and kill an entire family, who do you blame or what do you blame? Do we blame Chevy or the Corvette because they made the car that could go so fast? Do we blame Jack Daniels because they made the alcohol that you consumed or that allowed you to be do, drunk do driving? We, do or do we, we say you can't have driver? cars anymore because one person went out and did something stupid in a car? No, we blame no. the driver. Right? Exactly. But when somebody uses a gun to commit an act of violence, it's the gun's fault. We need to take guns away. But when somebody kills, more people die, more teenagers, more children. If it's truly about saving the children, then do something about the drug problem in the United States. Because that kills far more uh, children than anything else does. Yeah. I mean, more children, if you want to look, talk about AR-15s in particular, more children die in swimming pools. Yeah. That more children die falling downstairs. Or, or if they're really concerned about what's going on kids, that they might be concerned a little bit more about Planned Parenthood and all that, too. I don't yeah. want to get into that because I've, I've had that discussion and, you know, yeah, yeah. It, it, people get really, that's another hot button issue. It, it is. I don't it want is. to get into that. But. It is, but, you know, if, if you want to call the kettle black, you want to call it like you see it, I mean, it kind of is what it is. So, it, yeah. it, it's a slippery slope. Ooh, that's another term. Slippery yeah, slippery slope. slope. Ooh, yeah, give them that slippery slope, that inch, and they'll take, they'll take the mile. Um, but yeah, you know, there are a lot of double standards with the, uh, the whole thing. And it's, it, it is weird. You know, reasonable restrictions. Reasonable. What's reasonable? So the thing that I'll leave you with, this thought, would be to think about it like this. I mean, 
Who do you want deciding that? Who's going to make that decision? Uh, if, if the person, you look to your left and look to your right, the people around you, you have an ability to change their hearts and their minds by your actions. You are an ambassador of the Second Amendment community. You can, you can teach the people around you that we're not crazy, that we're just average people that just happen to own guns and we use them for a wide variety of different purposes. And by, by controlling information you put out to people and changing people's views around you, that is how you are going to define, well, as dumb as it is to even define what's reasonable, because you can't define what's reasonable, but what you can do is you can change people's opinions about how they think about people like us, and you're going to do that through your actions, through living the Second Amendment as a lifestyle, and promoting it in a positive way to young people, old people, everybody, all around you, making sure that they understand uh, that w that is a no-compromise position on the Second Amendment, and folks will eventually get it. It might take a not while. Just be an, not, not just be a, you know, a, a, an outspoken advocate of the Second Amendment, but just liberty in general. Yeah. The reason we have a Second Amendment, ladies and gentlemen, is because that is the final check and balance of government. When our founding fathers wrote the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, they put the ultimate power of government in the hands of the people, and that's where it belongs. We rule, uh, we are ruled by the consent of the people. Our government rules by the consent of the people, is what I'm trying to say. We're supposed and, to. And that's why we have a Second Amendment. So we're not subjects to a crown. We are the ultimate power of government. And if you take our Second Amendment away, now the government's unbridled and it can do whatever it wants and we can't stop them. So there's an important part of all this. And the Second Amendment is one part, but in the bigger picture, it's liberty as a whole that we're protecting, guys. We, if the Second Amendment falls, then the, that door is wide open for the first, the fourth, the fifth, all of them to fall. And so we have to defend all liberty and change the narrative and control the narrative and start to control that as best as we can despite the fact that we're trying to they're trying to silence us as, as best I, they can I right will now. say this I will say that if you're anti-gunner and you're watching this video and if you've gotten this far then you probably at least have listened to what we've said and, and taken it into account a bit but one thing I'll say if you're an anti and you're watching this video uh, I can I can definitely say um, that the fight that we are fighting for our rights for Second Amendment are just as important to you, even though you're anti-gun, than you may even think. Because we, we, if I make a video talking about something like, uh, you know, whatever, I'm trying to teach people about guns, or I'm trying to, you know, talk about things that are going on from an advocacy standpoint, you know, it does affect you whether you wish to recognize it or not. You're still responsible for protecting your family and being being a responsible citizen. And, and everything like that. So I think even the antis should understand that the average gun owner in this country is pulling for you a lot more than you might think. And it, it, you know, yes, you may disagree, but I think with a little bit of time, you may even eventually realize that we're right. And I just hope that it's not too late. Right. I mean, we, we, we don't hate you guys if you don't agree with us. We certainly don't hate you. We just want you to see the reality for what it is. We want you to see the light and, and come to it and, and use your rights, you know, exercise your rights. I mean, uh, you know, I just hope that, you know, those pleas often fall on deaf ears. I mean, the antis, oh, well, that's just bull crap and it's a bunch of hokey pokey. It's, it doesn't not right or whatever. But I think, I hope that if you're anti and you're watching this video, that maybe your mind will open to a degree and you'll understand where we're coming from and that we ultimately want everyone to be able to exercise there, their rights. There's, there's a bigger picture there. There is a bigger picture, and you have and to understand you're a that part of it. You right. just need to understand that you are. You just don't realize you are. If you truly believe in liberty and freedom, 
you have to embrace the Second Amendment. And if you don't, you can't selectively choose rights. Good point. It, 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 it's, it's all or nothing. And so if you say, well, you know what? I think, that, right, I think it's reasonable <laughs> that I should be able to stick a knife in Eric's throat right now. That seems reasonable. It's not reasonable. That wouldn't be fun. It wouldn't be fun. But it's not reasonable either. And so there's no such thing in my mind as a reasonable restriction on a, a protected right. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment. There's no such thing as a reasonable restriction. And that, again, is the whole point of this video. And if you're an anti-gunner, and again, you've made it this far, congratulations. You probably have punched your monitor three or four times and broken your keyboard. But the, the reality of the, the matter is, folks, we have liberty, what's left of it. We have it because we have a Second Amendment. And the ultimate power of government rests in the hands of the people. And that power is given to us by the Second Amendment. They go too far. It's our responsibility to throw off the chains of tyranny. And that's why the Second Amendment was written. It's not about hunting. And it's not about anything else. It's not about going out and doing three-gun matches. It's about self-defense and making sure a tyrannical government doesn't take over, which is the direction we're headed. Anyway. You, you, you nailed it right on the, right on the head there, Tim. Uh, guys, thanks for watching today's video. Uh, I know we kind of jumped around to a lot of different things, but anytime Tim and I, you know, get into a chat, it's always going to go down different different rabbit holes there. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed today's gun gripe. It's always a pleasure having you on the show, Tim. Thanks, man. Uh, you know, we really enjoy gun gripes. It's a fun way to just kind of vent because you know there there are frustrating things that go on, and and it's great to be able to just kind of vent your. Fr I, I don't want I hate to use the word frustration, but you know, sort of vent. Uh, what you have on your mind so that like-minded people and then maybe some unlike-minded people may have their hearts and minds changed a little bit. And I yeah. think that's how all this is going to, you know, be handled moving forward is, you know, folks just have to understand where we're coming from. And as long as we have a platform to do it and as long as they, you know, don't want to try to deprive us of our First Amendment rights too, right. you know, I know they're already going after the second, but as long as we have an open microphone, so to speak, uh, we'll always be here with these videos to let you guys know kind of where we stand on things. So, uh, guys, thanks for watching today's video. Um, all of our viewers that support us on outlets like Patreon or purchasing man cans or shirts over on Force from Freedom, thank you guys very much for the support. Uh, Tim is also on Patreon. Um, so, you know, if you thank guys... Thank you for the support. Yeah, yep. if, if you guys decide to donate a buck or two on Patreon, guys like Tim, myself... Uh, tons of other great content creators that definitely deserve your support. If you love this content, consider donating a buck or two here and there. Your, uh, your support is graciously appreciated. Yeah, if you consume somebody's content, see if they exist on Patreon and support them. I mean, I know a whole bunch of folks over on Patreon. That's a great way Amendment. that you can actually, you know, enact change in its own regard, too, is you're allowing people like us to be completely unbiased and completely just straight for straight line to you you know yeah and the reality is is that you know we're in a constant battle for our existence in social media uh, there we the day may come and it's happening to some some of the smaller gun channels right now where they're just getting shut off and we may get shut off on YouTube so we're going to have to go somewhere else um, and we don't have a way to make a living cuz the the promise that YouTube gave us 10 years ago when we got started suddenly doesn't apply to us anymore because we're not serving their political agenda yeah maybe it's, it's a reasonable it's just reasonable that we silence you guys because you're talking about things that scare us. Yeah. So, anyway. Guys, thanks, thanks for, for watching today's video. Tim, thank you. And guys, we'll see you next time.